and welcome to another episode of TWSS with Zach and Nicole. And Nicole, looks like we have a special guest in the in the booth with us today. Would you like booth. to introduce our <laughs> our special guest today? Yes, um, would like to introduce Shane. I have known him since high school. I, yeah, high school ish. Yeah, high school. Um, yeah, I've known him for a long time, like Zach, so he agreed to come on this very, um, this podcast on ours, finally got him on. Shane, if you want to introduce yourself, say hi, whatever you want to Yeah, do. no, hi, hi, glad to be here, glad to talk shit with you guys. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. All right, Nicole, what are we talking about today? Yeah, let's just get right into it. Um... So, according to Pop Crave, Quinta Brown and Tyler James William from Abbott Elementary, Zach's favorite show, um, will voice Hawkman and Hawk Girl in the upcoming Harley Quinn Valentine's Day special on HBO Max. Deadline reports. Let's go. <laughs> which which one's voicing which one? That's a good question. Who knows? <laughs> Honestly, that's actually a really good point. Um, I could do I, actually- I could do for a Quinta Hawkman. Yeah. I'm down for it. I'm down for that. I want to. I want to start watching Abbott Elementary as a side note because I keep seeing like stuff between them. And Tyler James William was just on a, a talk show, and he goes, "I know people's reaction to what they know me from." So I don't know. It's a good show, right? Chris. It's so funny. It's honestly so funny. Listen, I think I'm office for me. I don't. I to me, it's like the office for teachers. I think if you're an educator, okay. like the jokes hit <laughs> so so hard because you're like, I did that on Thursday. But if, <laughs> but if you're not, like, I just don't think it's hilarious. I just think it's such a well-rounded show. So totally, totally great show. That's uh-huh. a good good network comedy. That is yeah. Normal. For sure. It's I think that's they're important when they come around because it is. It's like The Office or Modern Family or whatever. Every few years you get a big one. And this Abbott, you know, Abbott Elementary, it seems to be everyone likes it, checks all the boxes. Absolutely. Shane, you've seen it? Ha- Abbott Elementary? I, I watched the first season, and that's mostly just because all the hype around it, and I like I like Quinta. I like her from you know BuzzFeed, some of the other <laughs> some of the other internet videos she's done. I think she's funny. Um so yeah, I liked it. I mean it felt, you know, it's like a nice, it's funny, it's well-written, it's, it's, but it's also like a feel-good sitcom, you know, nothing, nothing too crazy yeah. when you're watching it. Okay. I, I definitely need to, um, I've been meaning to try it, but I've been re-watching all my shows, so I'll get to it. Um, according to the discussing film, Yellowstone is set to end with a spectacular conclusion. Matthew McConaughey is in talks to star in a new series that will continue the franchise. <laughs> What is that face? <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's Matthew McConaughey. Like how often do you hear he's going to do TV again? Uh, what was and, the last one? True Detective? Yeah. That I remember at least was the first season of True Detective. And he yeah. was phenomenal in that season. And I actually have watched a little bit of Yellowstone and I don't know, you've got Helen Mirren and you've got mm-hmm. Harrison Ford and a bunch of stellar actors in between. And so to learn Matthew McConaughey's joining the cost. Right. Like, 
that's that's pretty hard to me. I think that's gonna be a really really fun show. And then I don't know. You just you imagine McConaughey on the back of a horse with a cowboy hat, like rubbing his <laughs> fingers together and saying something. All right, know. all right, it's, all right. Yeah, just something. You just know it's gonna be one of those things. Like you're just it's right. It just feels right. Him talking about the, how the moon's coming down or something like that, and just like some some huge elaborate metaphor for something and. Yeah, I just I see it. I see it being just gold mine. I imagine and, him being his uh Magic Mike character. Just, <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> yeah, just on the ranch, just you know, a little more hardcore leather and uh what is it you uh you cannot touch? The what is it? The law says you cannot touch, but I see a lot of lawbreakers here tonight. That yeah. was his whole <laughs> Yeah, no. He was great on t- on TV True Detective. That was back the what did they coin that? Or he coined it. The McConaissance is his the the Matthew McConaughey Renaissance. You know, he won an Oscar. He was just all over the place. I haven't. Movie. We talked about True Detective what like two years ago on the mm-hmm. podcast because he got nominated for an Emmy. Yeah, and so did yeah. Woody Harrelson as well. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. That was, but I've heard like I still haven't seen these, and we've always talked about like. The first season was good, and then the second season they had two more. It was Idris Elba, I think. No, the second season was uh, Rachel McAdams and Vince Vaughn, and oh, okay, yeah, and that was a that was a iffy season. And then uh, Mahershala Ali was the third season, which I saw like the first three episodes of, and I stopped watching. But I I'm gonna pick it back up at some point. Have they I think continued? there's supposed to be a fourth season. I, th- yeah, I, think, I think it's gonna, in the works. I think they're going to continue. But I think the, the writer has been doing some other things, and so there hasn't been another season. Interesting. I mean, because I sent this to my, my sister and I started it, and my friend Gabby watches it, and with Yellowstone, I always say with certain shows, um, or any show in general, you should you shouldn't continue it for more than maybe four or five seasons, because then you're kind of just like pulling at storylines. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Supernatural went on for, what, like, 13 seasons? Yeah. So, <laughs> curious They, like, fought what... the devil in season five, and then there, there was, like, another nine. <laughs> like, uh, I guess uh, we'll fight God's sister? Like, that was a real, that was a plot, like, of a season. See, but, like, and Vampire Diaries did the same thing. They just kept pulling, like, they did, they fought the devil in, like, the last season. And it's just like, okay, well, I'm glad that they're kind of ending it and picking up on like i like spinoffs in a weird way like i like that they're doing this um according well, Yellow, to yellowstone is sorry to cut you off yellowstone oh, no, go for it they've, they've been doing that too because it's there's like the main show yellowstone mm-hmm. yeah which i think is like in its fifth or might be yeah. sixth season uh and then they have all these kind of spinoffs like the 1923, 1923 and yeah. Yeah. yeah and that, that's the one similarly where i was a little shocked that i'm like harrison ford and helen mirren yeah. are doing a Paramount Plus Yellowstone, you know what I mean, like, huh? But I think, and probably if I would assume, um, uh, uh, what's his name will be doing a similar thing. Matthew McConaughey, the allure of kind of doing, you know, a limited series, a limited run. Yeah. Because eighteen twenty three, once it was like six episodes, and then that's it, they're done. I mean, maybe they'll revisit it, but the actors that shows a wrap. So, I mean, I could see, you know, the allure of a, you know, cachet, a show like Yellowstone, a lot of really popular right now, mm-hmm. jump in, do a, you know, a limited run and then get out of there. And you know that the 
the hype around it's going to be crazy, especially if it's a one one season thing. Because that's that's kind of what makes True Detective such a great show is that you had those two for one season and right. that was it. They changed new actors the next season. So you can only assume everyone knowing that McConaughey is going to be in a in a season is going to garner a lot of attention and a lot of eyes. And so, you know, that doesn't mean they have to continue doing it. But I just feel like he's done such a great job of doing those one hit seasons that I think it's like you're saying, Shane, I think it, it'll be a really good idea for them to bring him in for one. And then, I don't know, find a way to, to take him out. Yeah, because I, mean, I, th- I think it's the only way you allure actors like that high caliber because they don't, they don't want to do, yeah. you know, you're, you're an A-lister. You don't mm-hmm. want to get stuck on a show. Regardless how you know successful it is, but you're you're kind of stuck on it for, you know, potentially seven season or something. So these limited run. I mean, look at Mayor of Easttown or a lot of HBO limited runs where they're great, kind of award baity. You know, actors can really sink themselves into a, you know, rather than a two hour role, a six or ten hour role, and then be done with it. It's the best of both worlds. No, I agree, and it it gets fans talking like Yellowstone fans I mean I'm not upset about Matthew McConaughey coming in like I've he's been a great actor so I think it'll definitely bring also more revenue in and it'll bring more viewership yeah um, I think whether you like it or not you can't argue it it it, it right. is weird though because I cause I'm, I do watch Yellowstone and it's you know your dad's favorite show that's what people call it because that's what it feels like and it's a little soap opery. It's you know, it's it's fine. It doesn't do anything wild, but as popular it is as it is, I you know, it surprises me what choose what becomes popular and what kind of falls by the wayside. I also haven't been paying attention to the first four episodes I've watched, so I'm very confused right now at the plot line of the of where they're going. Um, but I mean, it is good from what I've seen, what I have paid attention to. Um, cause I, it's, it's had so much hype in the last year and it's been out for what, like four or five years now, at least. Yeah. And now just because of TikTok, like it, it blew up. People have been posting videos online and, um, there's certain things I can't get past that it like, I don't know. It took me, I think like seven episodes in one show just to get into it and be like, okay, like now I like it. Now I'm seeing the hype of it. So I think that's just what this show is going to have to do for me. I'm going to have to watch maybe like 10 episodes and be like, oh, this is good. Right. That's always the mark of a good show where you have to watch half of it before you realize how good it is. (laughs) (laughs) I just did that with Veronica Mars and Kara is pleased that I'm obsessed. You know, that's that's a tough ask to to tell someone like, hey, yeah, it's the best. It's ten seasons. Once you get four in, you'll really like. Come on, man. There's too much. It's too much out there for me to have to watch four seasons of something just so I can kind of get into it. That's why it's so hard to commit to certain shows nowadays because it's certain shows are like eight seasons, nine seasons. Because back then they could run that long, and now it's like shows are getting cut down to Superman and Lois. They just announced that they're going to end it after one or two more seasons. So that'll make it five seasons total, which I think is a perfect run for any television show. Yeah, no, I think after, after so long, they just, you know, the well does run dry or whatever made it special in that first season. If it's that, you know, groundbreaking, Right. Three three years in, other shows are already. You know what I mean? Like what what was special about it and, and unique, one way or the other, kind of fades. 
No, I agree. Um, any other thoughts on Yellowstone? Nope. According to Screen Geek Greek, I know what you did last summer sequels in the works with Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince Jr. to return. I, I put this one on for you, Zach. <laughs> what? Isn't there already a sequel? Didn't yes. they have so That's... it's a remake of it's a remake or a sequel? It's a sequel. Like they because I, oh, okay. I I read like three posts on this and cause I still know what you did last summer is the sequel to this one. Right. So I think they're making a sequel to a sequel. <laughs> so the final, the end of the trilogy we've all been waiting for. Zach is so test. The thing is. Wait, 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 got... wait, wait, sorry. Nicole, yes. D- yes. did you ask for this? <laughs> this, this, uh, this project, did, did you, did you ask for this? I did not. I didn't even think it would okay, have been an cool. option. Shane, did you ask for this? <laughs> I did not. Okay, because I didn't ask for this, so I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know where it's coming from. Why are we doing a sequel to a sequel? Can we can we discuss that for a second? Why are we doing a sequel to a sequel? Whose idea was this? Whose idea yeah, was no. this? They're not. Yeah, no, they did last summer. They. They're running Hollywood again is running out of ideas. Like I can't wait to see what the last exorcism revival looks like. <laughs> I really can't. I still forgot about that. I forgot that. I'm gonna bring it up every chance I get because I know it pisses you off. <laughs> I just can't stand I can't stand it. And especially after we had such a great year of of TV shows and movies that were original and interesting that they're still doing this. Yeah. For what? You Money. know what that it, exactly. That's literally <laughs> That's what, what they're it doing is. it I mean. for. Um no, they actually so this brings me to so a quiet place, as we all know, was is an original horror film written by John Krasinski. Like that was a good one. That's a good original script that Hollywood should take notes on. And they just started filming the prequel to it. So I think Hollywood is just nitpicking what they're gonna film because they're just at this point making remakes. Well, they're looking for bona fide hits. You know, The Quiet Place was a bona fide hit, yeah, which sparked the sequel, which also I believe was pretty good as well. And then now is spinning yeah. off with a spinoff or a prequel, which again is very much the formula of Hollywood. You have one, you have the sequel, then you talk about what happened before that event, and then you talk about what right. happened like twenty something years after that event. And so, yeah, it just makes sense to do that. But again, I think with a year where we've had such great, amazing original films that had really no sequel, were what they were, and they aren't going to go past maybe like we're talking about five seasons in a TV show for us to be bringing back a sequel to a sequel is just so ridiculous to me. It's like, then don't, don't do it. Don't give us something different. Maybe you get a character from the sequel that we didn't really care about and make us care about that person, make a whole thing off that person. I don't know, but I was, I'm just so tired of these consistent remakes because we're trying to make as much money as possible rather than you know finding an original fun story that we can sink our teeth into as audiences it just doesn't make any sense to me yeah no it's it's uh it's a bummer but it's also it sort of feels like it's 
there's there's no escaping it. Like it'll always, and I get it too, because it's like as much as I want everything to be, you know, a huge swing or a, a bold, you know, artistically, you know, satisfying. I get that, you know. Ultimately, they just want to keep the lights on. Well, they want more than that, but. Uh, you know, they they do what they they can they think is reliable. They go back to the same well. You know, will they probably run that well into the ground? Like you were saying, you know, um, um, what was the John Krasinski one? The uh, quiet place. About it. Quiet place. place. Like you know, great original thing. It's got a sequel, pretty good. You know, now I hear you know they're making another one. You know, five years from now it's going to be a ride to Universal. And you know, <laughs> oh, for sure, exactly. It'll. <laughs> The quality of it will dip, but they'll have, you know, hopefully milked every dime out of it. Exactly. Which is a bummer, but, you know, it happens. And what I think they're trying to do, especially with, like, the last exorcism, is they're trying to, they're like, okay, we saw the story, which, it's wrong. Like, that you should come up with more original projects, because that's what we want to see. And there are original projects that have succeeded and done well in the box office, which has, I mean, which is out there. But they're trying to bring back these pro- like I know what you did last summer. They're like, okay, let's see what we can pull, and it'll bring in the original fans. Like, I mean, I'm slightly interested to see what they have in mind, but also like these actors are older now, and I mean, Scream is doing great though. They're coming out with the sixth film this year, and it's still bringing in a lot of the OG fans. They're bringing in newer fans. Like, I like the last one. I just watched it a few weeks ago, and it was great. I think the difference with Scream, though, especially this one, is you have a new cast of actors and you've brought back fan favorites that right. people love. And also the the notion of the Scream character can be anybody. So you can always refresh it. It's not right. It's not like Halloween where it can only be michael myers you know like you can you you can any anybody can be under the screen mask so that makes it scary and then to add it in a situation where it's one of the most populated cities in the world and right. you put this this figure in it yeah that's fucking scary so i i think that's what's it's got going for it you know um mm-hmm. but i think some others it's a little bit difficult well, yeah, because I know you did last summer. The whole premise is, you know, someone knows what they, whatever. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's right. not, someone in your house, that's always been scary. And, you know, that'll probably remain right. scary. Yeah. But in the, the premise of it, because, you know, it's pre, it's, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. They don't have smartphones. They're like, I, I, everyone knows what I did last summer, last week. La- you know what I mean? Like, the yeah. premise of it isn't, it, oh, someone's watching me. I don't know. Like, yeah, man, that's the world. Like. It's not as scary as a concept is. I what I know what you did. Let some some stranger know something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean they're still pretty scary to me, but you know. No, I'm just saying that's like like when I watch The Sopranos, like there's there's parts that's really great, but then the second right. they go and answer something on a payphone, it well hold on now it took me out a little bit because I realize this is a different you know, different time, different place. So mm-hmm. I, I wonder how they'll age up or not age up, but modernize. I know what you did last summer. Also, who cares what they did last summer at this point? Exactly. <laughs> um, any other, any other thoughts on, I know what you did last summer. 
According to DC The Direct, The Flash has reportedly stripped out Michael Keaton's Batman and Sasha Callie's Supergirl from the movie's ending. Well... So they're not completely stripped out of the... So I had to read this a few times from, like, multiple different posts to see, like... DC's just fucked. (laughs) It's not fucked. No, 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 no. No, it's not. No, it's not. Don't say that. Don't put that on DC. Okay, so I'm going to reverse that statement and say it's fucked in the sense that of what's happened thus far until we get the reset, which will come supposedly with the Flash. think that's why they took them out of the ending because James Gunn has said in his recent post the flash ending is what's going to reset everything is what's going to put us forward right which i think is like you said that's the reason why they're out i i that's what i believe. right so i i don't think it's necessarily that fucked i think it's more of james gunn realized this is how i make this work for the new franchise i'm building take them out it's just the ending it's not like they're out of the whole thing right that, Take out that, the yeah. ending. We'll we'll restitch together the ending so it works for the rest of the franchise, and we'll just move on. And so I don't think it's a bad thing, but I do think I wonder what that ending would have been had right. it had kept them in. So I wonder if there's going to be like a a Snyder cut for this film, <laughs> and it's like <laughs> was too the soon, ending. Zach. Too soon. Is it? Is it though? <laughs> like maybe the guns but, cut. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think you're right. I think um, it's just bad timing because like Gunn comes in to essentially <clears throat> correct or you know change the course of the whole, the whole fr- I mean the whole world, the whole universe uh, mm-hmm. over DC. Yeah. And I think that that's it was a bummer to all the exist all the projects that were in the existing pipeline. Or I mean, you look at Batgirl stuff. Or but you know, he's like, nope, we're going a different direction, and it's a bummer because a lot of that stuff whatever you hear this and that about it but it's still unfortunate you know all that work ultimately i guess won't get to i don't know maybe down the road they'll release it but it just seems like it's a casualty of of, of the business what they're trying to to do with the whole franchise so it's i mean it sucks but it's gonna get yeah. messy i think for a little while and Sa- peter saffron actually did acknowledge the back girl cancellation and said that it had to happen like he didn't think it was go like as sad as it is like he didn't think it fit into what they were doing which is understandable but it might have been different if and correct me if i'm wrong could have been different if they hadn't even started production yet if they had been in talks and then they had cut it but i understand like gun and saffron came in after it was already done like they don't even they have no plans of releasing it I think at all, unless somebody leaks it, but. I can see a world where it still gets released. And I think that's got a lot to do with the DC um, Elseworlds section. Right. Where I think if, if it doesn't impact the trajectory of DC, they could still release it. And I also think that there is a interest from fans to want to see it. So. Whether that's like an HBO release or something like right. that, it still comes out. It's not super connected, but it's still there. I think it's still a world where all of those projects that got cut can still be released and or refreshed to fit this new universe. And so 
who knows? Maybe maybe they go back to the drawing board and realize, you know what? Maybe we should change the ending to Batgirl, and then it fits into the canon of DC. You know, I still think it's possible. Yeah, or chop chop it up into a you know limited series. I mean, they could do so much with it. Right, a limited right. series. Especially, yeah, for sure. Especially all the stuff they're doing with Elseworlds. It it does feel the weirdest thing that it's that it's like it's done. Like it's yeah. not. Mm-hmm. It's not like hey, we got this script, and maybe if we put some like no, you already have the thing. The money spent. Everyone did their job. Like it's just kind of, you know, letting it out it's into the wild, there. right? So it does feel like waste if they don't capitalize. You know, capitalize yeah. on on some point even. It's like the Disney Vault. You know, it's just gonna, yeah. <laughs> it's just gonna be there until they decide. Uh, you know, what they want to do with it. Um, this was more just like a little gimmick that I wanted to add, but according to Cosmic Circus, Bucky Barnes will reportedly briefly appear in Captain America New World Order. <laughs> I, I I know what you're going to say, Zach, but um, I mean, that was a given. Yeah, that doesn't but... seem like a shocker. <laughs> no. I just added in because I, I just like those little tidbits that they <laughs> have, and I like to see Zach's face every time. <laughs> um but anyway so we do have ant-man and the wasp quantumania coming out next week next thursday next friday technically um so any any thoughts going into this film any kind of hopes um ideas of direction of where they're going kind of have a understanding of what they're going to do where they're leading this towards but what are you guys feeling going into the film um i'm to be honest i'm excited i've i've only seen the first trailer i tried once the trailer comes out, i try to see the first one and then kind of stay away from them until right. i see the movie i mean i try you know there's so many like targeted stuff on my phone yeah. it's hard to hard not to see them sometimes uh but yeah i haven't i mean i know leading up to this all the other marvel movies you know post um uh post end game you know, we've kind of been a little listless. It seems like now where they're going to focus, Hang's going to be the big bad. So I'm, I'm curious how they're going to kick that off. Or, you know, this is the inaugural, you know, movie of the big bad, I guess. Yeah. Zach, do you have any any thoughts, any feelings towards this film? Um... <laughs> I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be exciting to see Jonathan Majors Kang in full form. As you as... do love Jonathan Majors. Oh my gosh, I got such a such a crush on that man. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Creed. Um, Creed three. She, I, I'm saying, and that that bodybuilder film is coming out. Like, <laughs> woo. Um, but yeah, he's. I I'm excited to see him. I think he's going to be such a formidable opponent. I also think be nice to see paul rudd again um as far as the future of ant-man who knows i mean he might get squished in this one or you know live to see another day we don't know um but again i think it taps on things that i've been curious about i think after seeing that snippet of what the quantum realm looks like in previous films i think now us spending the whole film there i think is going to be very exciting i think also uh, with Cassie involved, it's going to be very exciting, and um, just seeing how the dynamic of that family exists 
yeah. in that size, being that small and, and still trying to figure things out. Also, like, what was mama up to that whole time? <laughs> she was <laughs> out here. I don't, I don't know. We got to see what she was up to. So she she probably made some deals she shouldn't have. And so that's going to be interesting to see that. And I think also just that nature of that history and understanding all of that. So, like, I'm I'm really into, into it. Um, I'm not tremendously excited it doesn't i don't know it just doesn't fill me with that much excitement but i'm hoping that it really shines through i i really do hope that it it becomes something that is worth all of my money um because i would like it to be but i i don't i don't know i'm 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 fairly skeptical of Marvel movies in general and also DC in general, but so, you know, I'm just going in with a level of skepticism, but then who knows, I might initially be wowed. And I also think coming off the back of Wakanda Forever, we are in a, in a, in a situation where now actors in comic book movies, if they give tremendous performances, should always be in the conversation for top awards and so i think this is another one of those things that if paul rudd comes in with a an emotional heart churning performance then i should feel that if jonathan majors comes in with a tremendous villain that shakes me to my core then i should feel that so i think i think that's the case you know it should be should be fun um i think for me the end goal will be does the visual effects stand up to where they need to be and especially after Marvel's recent situations with various studios and how they treated their employees and how they came to those VFX shots and also comparing shots from Ant-Man 1 to where we are now, like, you know, is it going to stand up? Is it going to be as, as, as awe-inspiring as it should be? And also coming off the back of James Cameron's Avatar, like we know what levels we can reach but is it going to be that am i going to be able to look at it and be all right i'm in this world with you i believe it or is it going to be like mm, i'm not really sure about that thing or that i don't know i sometimes things like that take me out of the moment so i'm hoping that i can stay in it and i can watch it and i hope that the stakes are high because honestly there should be if we're talking about this man has the potential to change reality we should <laughs> It should be very interesting. And also, like, what effects has he had on our understanding of the MCU so far? So, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, what we've seen of Kang, just from from Loki, I mean, I know Jonathan Major, he, it's, he's an imposing character, but he's also, like, very charismatic, kind of wistful. I'm hoping that's kind of the same Kang we get, because I know he you know references there you know he's he's a multitude there's there's so many versions of him he's it's a little bit of a loop but uh yeah i'm i'm looking forward to his it's interesting i think i'm looking more forward to the big marvel story block it's weird that ant-man is the movie the vehicle that they're right i guess you think cuz up until now that just kind of you know the quirky kind of fun you know movie with not, not too serious i mean there's you know he gets poofed at the end of, of the second one and you don't see him for, uh, you know, like three movies. Uh, so I don't know. It's interesting. It's also weird to think where they're going to go. Cause I'm looking at the projects they have, like, are we going to see 
Like, is Blade gonna fight Thanos? Or, uh, sorry, fight Kang at some point? Like, what? what is the next, you know, ten years? Like, it, it's interesting. And especially coming off the back of Eternals, too. Like, what's, what's right. Kit Harrington's character gonna go yeah. into? Uh, you know, are we gonna see the Celestials back? Are yeah, am we, I gonna see all these people assemble at some point? Are we like, gonna it's get... Weird, it's weird. Are we going to get our Fantastic Four situation? Are we going to get potentially our X-Men? Like, it begs the question. And again, if you have someone who has the power to change realities in whatever way that is, and TVA and whatnot, and then we've got that Deadpool project, too, with Wolverine, and so... Well, maybe this is that leeway. Like, maybe this is the... Because Zach and I have discussed this before. Like, what would be the perfect opportunity for them to leeway in, like, these Fox and Sony characters? And we've discussed, like, Multiverse of Madness was that perfect opportunity. But, of course, like, they they didn't do that there. Um, Well, technically, they did. They teased it. They teased it. Yeah, yeah. So, I think... Kang, uh, Kang being the one who can alter realities and um, has these abilities, has these different variants, I wouldn't be surprised if this film were to kind of give us that leeway and give us that opportunity to be like, hey, this is what we're going to give you. This is how it's going to get done. Or this is how, and like Kang, one of Kang's powerful villain speeches, this is how it, this is that moment. Um, but what would be that wow moment for you guys in this film? Like, what would have to happen for you guys to be like, "All right, this is good." Like, this is it. They kill Ant Man. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I mean, there, there, there's, there's cool, th- like, like you're saying, what would be that wow? The problem is all, all the ones that I kind of get excited for, they're not, they wouldn't really catch me by surprise. Like, oh, it's. You know, if they were to tease the Fantastic Four or even to commit to, hey, this this is who we've cast. Like, that'd be exciting, but it also wouldn't, I don't know, it wouldn't be that surprising to me. To, for something to really wow me, it would have to be, I, I couldn't imagine Disney doing that or, you know. Right. It'd, it'd, have to, it'd have to turn into Game of Thrones for me to, I think, truly be surprised. But I don't, I don't know. I say that now, you know, ask me in a couple weeks. I might have be full of surprises. For me, it so. would have to be that the theory of the current mcu timeline as we know it is just an actual branch off the actual timeline we're supposed to be in and that the whole time there was another timeline that was happening that we weren't privy to so what we know so far the mcu the timeline mcu is just a branch of a timeline right and that the main timeline that we're supposed to be following has all of these characters that we know and love but we just haven't been privy to so it. we and get so, to see that timeline so kang's saying. like you know what where you are is like i built this shit where you're supposed to be is over there boom i'm gonna take you there and then like that starts the rest of the mcu as we know it that this whole new tangent or i don't know like some way to to link the incursion events that are happening in loki right. with this thing like i would want to see that kind of explosion of like I would want to leave feeling like everything I know is a lie. And then that's that being the spark of, make me question everything I know. And right, then it's right, like, right. Oh, so then what are they actually going to do? That would wow me. Because that would be like, oh, you went a certain direction, you were doing stuff, and then you were like, 
You know, but now it's really actually smart. this. Yeah, let's let's flip the script a little, do this thing, and then see see what happens. And that also then provides us with new characters and new ways and new variations. And then that kind of creates no, a different a, story for me. I love that. Um, am I? I mean, this is I, we've talked about this too. My wow moment. I kind of want to see all the like the Shang Chi's Ten Rings and mrs marvel miss marvel's like i want to see all those things connected in this film like that's been a big theory going into it is that those are what scott has to go collect because that is what kang i just want to see them connected somehow like they're tied to the quantum realm somehow yes like those were what was because he says like he needs his tra- he says he needs something collected from Scott in the tra- in the first trailer. So a lot of people have been connecting like Shang Chi's ten rings. Like that's what's been go. That's what's been sending a pulse out. Well, right signal. Shang Chi's gonna kick his ass, and then Kamala's gonna Are kick his sure? ass. So like, <laughs> what are you talking are we about? Sure? <laughs> you talk. The only yes? person I can see kicking his ass truly would be the Scarlet Witch. You talking about Kang? Yes. No, I'm talking about Scott versus oh. Shang Chi or versus Kamala. Like <laughs> no, they're gonna I'm kick his ass. Like that's that's gonna happen, right? Are we? I was just, I was just like a little confused there. No, no, no. Um, you telling me Scott's on a mission to go beat up Shang Chi? Like I don't know. I guess that's like not my wow moment. Mission. Then I take that back. That's not my wow. My wow moment is seeing like like you said. I guess connections from like different timelines i guess i want to see i want to see more variants i want to see like different people come in and i just like those wow moments with i think that's completely possible and i think there's i think there's where we're saying like i want to see them flip the script and do something as we're all saying do something we never expected and i think with the idea of variants you actually get the ability to do that to say actually oh this is that character you know and love oops wait that's a variant this is actually the character that you know and love and they're over there and they've been doing this thing for the last 20 something years in a different timeline and like i i think then you get the excitement and and even more fan casting and even more you know hype around things cuz you really you don't know i think where i'll say i'm personally at if I can guess what potentially might happen, then I'm not excited. And I think right. for the most part, there have been so many projects where I could tentatively guess what was probably going to happen, and I was 80%, 90% right. So for me, right. it's like they need to do something that I never even saw. They really need to come out of the woodwork with something. Then that's going to make me go, oh, I'm, I'm paying attention now. So Otherwise, for this film... Are you able to guess going into this? Like, can you make any wild guess on this? Or are you kind of stomped? The thing is, I can't because we're in a new territory. We're in, in the quantum realm. What What is that? What is going to happen? What are right. these creatures? Who really controls it? There's, there's so much in that that I don't know. On top of that, also coming up the history of Loki with variants and timelines and things like that. What I know could be a lie. What who the characters that I know and love right. may not be the characters I know and love. So I there is a sense of right. not truly knowing right now, especially with a new bad that we don't have a lot of context for and one that I don't have a lot of context for, but I'm excited to see. So then I'm not I'm not sure what I'm gonna get, but I think if I go in and then in the first 30 minutes, I'll get a sense for it and then 
I'll like, okay, that's going to happen. And if I can guess it in the first 30 minutes then and I'm right, then that's a problem to me. Which is why I think this is, ex- this is why they chose Ant-Man to be the opening of Phase 5. And I tried very hard not to read like the critics, what they said, but obviously I can't help myself. Um, but it's been nothing but glowing reviews. They've all said the same thing, um, which I won't really say anything about it, but Variety hasn't said anything. So there's, I mean, that, that says a lot. Um, at least I haven't seen, but I mean, the reviews are just pouring out. They're like, this is the best opener for fate. Like, so I'm I'm kind of nervous to see what they do with it specifically because you just keep seeing like okay is Scott gonna die is he gonna be is what's gonna happen is his timeline gonna get altered is Kang gonna do something to his family like you just don't know. Do we know? There's a little side note. The the quantum verse were they susceptible to the snap? Like did half of them disappear? So it. Um, oh, so you mean like in the snap, not like how the time went. Yeah, yeah, like in in the quantum universe, at half of them, because that was the thing that kind of bothered me. They didn't talk about it in uh, Wakanda Forever, like the um, uh, what, they're not Atlanteans. What are they? What do they call them? They were the uh, Nemours people. I didn't they, pay attention to that. They, I, I was thinking like, wait, did half of them <laughs> disappear? Like when they showed up and were, and I was like, we haven't seen them this whole time. But I wonder if like a couple of years ago, their whole society went nuts because half of them vanished well the directors have like so that was a question some directors were asked like will the blip be acknowledged because it's been acknowledged in every other film and i think someone finally said like no like the blip has it's it the snap right, has so been dis- right right they've said like the snap was discussed like in every single project after phase three ended or whatever so I mean, they could, maybe King will explain it. Maybe since he's been in every timeline and he's seen the Thanos, maybe it'll get explained down there. But I don't, I think they're going to, I think they're way past that at this point And they're going to focus more on the the dynasty and how that, and how King is going to affect the world at this point. Yeah. But that no, is a good true. question. It, it does make it, it, it is what I worry about with, with it getting bigger and bigger. I mean. It's like a forever franchise. It's gonna. It's, there's no stop to it. It it does make certain things feel like less weighty. Like that was a huge deal. The snap. Like yeah. I mean, talk about uh, you know, uh, stuff to lose or like it was very weighty. Like there was there was real loss. And it's just funny. Like a couple of movies. Are like, ah, yeah, whatever. That's that's snap. That's all. <laughs> that's also. I was like, well, well, now it feels kind of cheap. Like or it feels like it, it lessens it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's inevitable with. You know, right. If every movie is the world ending, I guess it, it can't all be. But I think it, I think to your point also, I think this is why, and Nicole's point about this is why Atman's the right one is because there is a level of adoration for Atman in mm. in the community, and so if we do see Atman die, that then sparks off this new build of this new. Uh, troop of heroes that we adore, that we follow for a while, and gives us the impact of the blip of oh my gosh, the guy we love so much is dead, and now sparks this dynasty of what Kang's gonna do moving forward. 
could that mean possibly we go back and we bring Scott back? Probably. But I, I think that then it really sparks off ending the old and in with the new and gives us that impact of, oh my God, holy shit, what are they going to do? So I, I wonder if they do that. I, I think it personally, I think it's the right thing to do. Um, but again, I, we don't know where it's going to go. And like you said, whether the blip impacted the quantum realm is a question. And so really, we don't know what's going on down there. And I think that's to me, is what ex- is exciting about this movie coming out. Yeah, plus yeah. it could also set up, I mean, Paul Rudd, you know, he's he's kind of the jokey character in the MCU right now, but I mean, if this movie is as good as they say, and, you know, it's clearly an integral point in the overall story, it's, are we going to see a, uh, an ant, are they trying to make Ant-Man a little bit more impressive? Are they going to try and, you know, they've lost, we've lost a few superheroes, big names, do they want to kind of edge him a little bit closer to the top, maybe, is, is, uh. I don't know. And they have described it um, as they were comparing it to Civil War. They were saying how they want it to be an Peyton Reed, the director, wants it to be an Avenger level film because they're. I mean, he they don't want to make it how it was. So I don't want to say it was fruity. They used a different word for like the first two films. How it was kind of like a little like funny gimmick just to watch. Like it wasn't anything too serious. Um, and as an Ant-Man fan, I do agree. Like, I, I'm interested to see, like, why they're pitting Ant-Man specifically against Kang instead of somebody like Thor, the God of Thunder, or. Well, they owe it to Paul. Exactly. No, that's what I'm saying. Paul's a tremendous actor and he deserves the opportunity to show those chops and he obviously hasn't. And so I think for them, they know that they have a great actor. And I think they owe it to him to give him a dramatic send off. And also think about how in in um, Endgame how they freaking disrespected him as he was eating his tacos. Like, like <laughs> yeah, I will never get he, over that. He deserves he deserves a, a moment oh, where absolutely. he proves that he's he's not only just a, a father but a superhero who can save the day. And I think yeah, I think it's right to put him in that position. And also he's unlikely. I think for us also like. We believe he's the unlikely hero to go up toe to toe with a big bad like Kang, and so that's right. what makes it even more interesting. Of it's not someone you would expect because you would expect right. Thor and Kang going toe to toe to be this dramatic operatic situation, but for someone like Atman to show his stuff and to either come out on top or just give his all and sacrifice himself, with it, that's gonna make for an interesting story. And Feige's even stated like months ago that it's about time that like Ant Man is the front, the forefront of the MCU at the moment, which I agree. He, I, I personally love the first two Ant Man films. I think he's a great actor. I love the underdog, love an underdog story, love when they prove it wrong to the fans and to everybody else. So I'm, in, I'm extremely excited to see how like and I love the cast. I love Michael Douglas, Mike, Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah. Catherine Newton, and evangeline lily so and and they have great chemistry together so interested to see how they pull i mean it's definitely i think it's gonna be a tearjerker i think pulling his daughter into the quantum realm and threatening all them um they have said i did read something earlier that 
there is possible there is already talks for an, a fourth ant-man film so i'm curious what happens in this one for them to even like already talk about a fourth one why not <laughs> lock it in i mean we saw that thor love and thunder was fantastic I, I think that's just Michael Douglas being Ant-Man, just his own. Ant-Man Honestly, movie. I think that should be proof that they shouldn't do a fourth one. Is is because <laughs> of of Thor? I think. I think. But I also think that there's so much that they took out from that film. It, I I don't even talk about that film anymore because it was just so bad. But I have. I mean, I I'm interested to see what is in this third film that even. Well, I guess because Ragnarok was so good that they're like, okay, let's just bring it in for a fourth film. But I mean, they definitely do that where they they'll coast on some of their previous, you know, like, oh, what does this make? Uh, don't worry about it. Remember how good the last one was? Like, keep it moving. <laughs> so there is there is some of that where it's I think you know they do they do. I mean, also rightfully, there's some of those where I'm like, I'd I'd coast off that too. Um, but yeah, after so many iterations, it does feel. I don't know, a little lazy. I mean, I think like what we're all kind of saying similarly. There, there's a level of fatigue of like, all right, I've seen this. I don't. Right. Not only have I seen it, I don't need to see it four times. Like, there's a little bit of that. I mean, some of the stuff I think would even is is you know fans. Everyone's chomping. Everyone's trying to get the next little taste. But to be honest, I, I don't think a lot of this would suffer from if they even stretched out the time between movies. But whatever. That that might be. I'd be getting into the way of the money machine. I can't say that. Well, they only have, I think, three of them coming out this year, which I was shocked with because last year they did what? I think they did three. But they still well, are we left. are we still in like the coat, like the life cycle of a like, for instance, like however many years it takes to make a movie. You know, I'm sure movies that are just coming out now, a good part of that was during COVID, right? Or I mean, it was. I guess it depends movie by movie. Do you mean like when they started filming it and now it's coming out or? Right, right, right. Like issues okay. in production. Just like if, if a movie was supposed to film, whatever, if they had a certain amount of time to shoot, then COVID happened. Are we past that now? Is that not a I thing I think we're, we're, we're past that. Um, okay. Ant-Man right. and the Wasp, this one I think filmed early last year because it was after like WandaVision oh, okay. for, and Doctor Strange were both filmed during COVID. Um, or WandaVision was at like the last leg of it and then COVID mm. hit. Um, but no, now we're, we're back on the timeline of like, okay, like these are coming out when they were supposed to, or they actually got moved, but, or swapped back on our original timeline. Cool. Yeah. But any, any final thoughts on, um, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania coming out next week or anything we've discussed tonight? Nope. I think with all of it, I just gotta wait and see, to be honest. Yeah. Do you have tickets for premiere night? For Ant Man? Yeah. Yeah, yeah tickets to go was it next next Thursday? <laughs> Zach always waits until like Sunday or the following Ugh, always Why? Well, it's also gonna... if you don't want to be in a giant crowd of people too, no, it's like I don't want to be in a giant crowd of people. Rush. One. Two tickets to get super expensive, people get really ridiculous about it. And then three, like, I want to form my own opinion about the movie instead of right. being in... Because if I'm in a theater where people like Nicole, where it's like, woo! Ah! Oh, yeah. 
Berlin, I'm just like, well, fuck. I don't know if that was actually a a good thing or whether that's just everyone around me is hyping it up. You start crying. I feel offended. But also called out because I've I've already warned the people I'm going with. I've already warned people. I'm like, listen. I'm I'm probably going to freak out. (laughs) My sister's already hesitant to go with me, but you know. Had to it's turn always a good the- sign. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I like, me personally, I love the crowd reaction. Because I got to see it during um, Infinity War, Endgame, um, No Way Home was, like, those were just, it's nice not to be the only one. You know, there's a lot of, there's a shared camaraderie. Yeah, I get it. Like, you know, when Cap grabs you know, Mjolnir, Mjolnir and everyone, yeah. everyone freaks out. Yeah, I get it. Like, it is. It is fun. My favorite is also when someone. There'll be a lot of that in Ant Man, though. Who knows? Anything is possible. (laughs) The whole theater will cheer because because Nicole Nicole will start it and she'll take a a badge. It'll be a badge of honor that she started. She'll be like, and you know, I next podcast, I guarantee you. And then no one was clapping, and then I clapped, and everybody else joined up. That would literally be verbatim what she said. Yeah, crowd went wild. And the call goes, and the whole crowd goes, I do have to say though, I I'm gonna call myself out right now. I saw Multiverse of Madness the second time, and I felt bad for this person because they were trying to clap and like nobody did. So I go, okay, woo. Everyone in the theater started clapping. And I, and my friend goes, you are literally the queen of the theater. I said, yeah, I know how to start shit. I, I, I really, like, I truly do not care. Like, I will be that person on, like, in a theater on premiere night to any film. We know. <laughs> <laughs> we know. Shane, uh, this is your forewarning for Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> now, I, I remember, what was it? Uh... Fantastic Beasts I saw with you guys, and you you, you were having all kinds of reactions that like I was like <laughs> no one else was like it was you were watching something else. Oh, it was the the, the cra- crab like a crab thing, yeah. and you you were laughing like it was the funniest. <laughs> I remember like looking back like what's going on over there. Um, if I don't Zach, I don't know if you've seen Fantastic Beasts and like Which the third one, the one? first one, oh, the no. third one. <laughs> Uh, the the shortened version is there is just a scene with eddie redmayne and his brother and they have to do like a little crab dance and i don't know what came out of me but i was like it's not even a dance they're just walking like a crab (laughs) like it's not a they're not dancing they're just walking like crabs i was crying laughing and i'm sitting next to my friend brian and the guy next to him like looks over at me and i'm just like dying like crying laughing and no one else in the theater is like like it sounded like a like a laugh track like <laughs> like raucous laughter which i don't ever say that word and i was, was howling like, yeah Woo, she's like oh, no. are you kidding me it was because they kept cutting back to the scene like if they if they had just shot it in one scene i wouldn't have laughed that hard but the fact that they kept going back to another scene and then back to that one and they're just still doing the crab walk. I was like, damn, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, you're not missing anything if you haven't seen it. <laughs> I'll send it to you. <laughs> I won't watch it. <laughs> he doesn't. I send him all these texts and he'll be like, yeah, I saw it. I just didn't react. <laughs> um, but Zach, if you want to send us off, I don't have any final thoughts. 
All right, that sounds like a fantastic place to end. That was another episode of TWSS with Zach. Nicole. And Shane. And we will see you next time. Next time.